everybody. It is Jennifer Maggio with the Life of a Single Mom Ministries, and you are joining us for the Single Mom 101 podcast. We are so thankful that you are with us as part of the Salem Web Network. And if you have not listened to all of the podcasts in this series, I want to encourage you to go check it out. We have some great responses on a podcast that we've been filming in this in this series. But today's is going to be a hot one as we talk about the secret to happiness. We are going to be unearthing together the secret of happiness. What is that? And you know, as a single mom, sometimes you may be asking yourself, is this all there is? I feel like, Jennifer, that all I'm doing is, is wiping babies' bottoms or cleaning up skinned knees and picking up behind dirty children and constantly correcting their behavior and then running to carpool and running to work and working 10 hours a day and then having to do all types of household chores. Is there more to life than this? And you may even feel like that you have surpassed your happiness season, that it was another season a long time ago and it is far outside of your reach and that you may never be truly happy again. But those are certainly not truths. That may be how you feel today, but thank God we do not have to live by our feelings. And so I wanted to start our podcast by talking with you about a little parenting fail that I had some years ago. Several years ago, my twin sister and I decided to go to a local Walmart uh, to do some shopping. Now, um, it may not have been a Walmart. It may have actually been a Kmart, but I don't even think they have Kmarts anymore, but I digress. I brought the kids along, and my son was actually two years old at that time. Uh, We were in the clothing section looking through some things, and we uh, kind of wandered apart, and my son was in the buggy, and he asked me if he could get out of my buggy and go and get into my sister's buggy. Well, um... I said, sure, baby, and I screamed across and said, hey, Dylan's on his way over, and I assumed that she heard me, and I continued on with my shopping. Well, I continued to shop for probably 30 or so more minutes, and then I wandered over to her buggy, and I stood there looking at my sister, and I said, where's Dylan? Imagine my surprise when she said, what do you mean? I haven't seen him. She had no idea that I had sent him over to get into her buggy because she never actually heard me. As you can imagine, we began to frantically search for him from every end of the store, every area, running to the toy section, running around the store. And I was in a complete panic. About 10 minutes into the searching, I began to really believe that we would never be able to find him and that something terrible must have happened. Well, I was in full panic mode and I'm running all over and I'm screaming and weeping at this point and I have created an entire ruckus about me as um, employees and others were trying to help us. And I noticed at the front of the store that the doors were propped open, that uh, somehow the, um, the grocery had decided to prop the doors open. And so I took off running out the front door and what do I find? But my little two-year-old son, sitting on an electronic rocking horse, just smiling and giddy-upping, never realizing that he was lost in the first place. You know, ladies, I could share with you dozens of parenting fails when I felt like I didn't have this whole single parenting thing down. Um, The truth is, is that we don't have enough time in the day for me to share everything that I have failed at. There have been lots of life fails in addition to my parenting. And I wonder how many of you out there are listening today and you find yourself struggling with parenting or just feeling like a failure altogether. I wonder if there are some of you out there that wonder 
if this whole idea of finding happiness will ever really find you. I want you to know today that you are not alone, that all of us in different seasons of our life feel like we're not going to be able to find happiness, that we're not doing this whole thing called life very well, that we're not good enough moms, that we're not good enough Christians, that we're not good enough employees or employers. We're constantly feeling like we don't measure up. And I believe that that can be a key contributor to why we sometimes struggle to find this elusive happiness that we always are seeking. I'm reminded of Philippians 4, 11 and 12. And it says, Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret to live in every situation, whether it be with a full stomach or an empty one, plenty or little. Man, Paul writes that he has learned the secret of living in every situation. You know, single mom, you may be today in a situation that you didn't expect to be in. Or maybe just in recent months, it's been particularly hard. Maybe your parenting season has been particularly hard or your financial season has been really difficult or there have been some emotional or spiritual or relational challenges right now. I believe that the Lord wants to speak to you in the next few moments of this podcast together of what it is to learn the secret of living content in every situation. So the first thing that the Lord revealed to me about this whole idea of finding happiness is forget everything except Jesus. Point number one is to forget everything except Jesus. 1 Corinthians 2.2 says, For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. What does that actually mean? How do you do that in your day-to-day to to forget everything except for Jesus? It sounds really good, but it certainly sounds like it's cloaked in Christianese that's not actually achievable. What does that look like? Well, what it looks like for me is forgetting everything about my past, the past parenting failures, the past times when I didn't say the right things or do the right things, the past bondages that have held me down for far too long. It means forgetting to be offended by the things that people say or do to me that hurt me, that maybe they did or didn't mean to do, and being free from that. It means forgetting about everything else except for seeking Jesus daily and hourly. Father, help me today in this moment do what it is that you've called me to do. Help me to be focused on this moment, God. Help me to be filled with gratitude. Help me to be um, conscious of those that are around me that you could use me to bring some hope into their lives. Father, direct my steps. How is it that I can honor you today? And finally, it means forget everything else. It's not waving your good works flag high. It's not telling everybody how great you are and everything that you've done to serve others. It's humbling ourselves before the Lord and saying, Lord Jesus, thank you that you walked me through yesterday. But thank you, Father, that you go before me today as well and that you're going to work things out for my good. Even though I'm feeling really exhausted right now, you're going to give me an extra measure of energy to get through the day. And Father, thank you that I don't have to carry this burden of single mothering alone because God, Your word says that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And so, God, I pray that today you would help me to walk in a light burden. So be reminded 
to forget everything except for Jesus. That's the secret to true happiness. In addition to that, I want to encourage you to trust. Trusting the Lord is walking in true happiness. 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God will do this for he is faithful to do what he says. And he has invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. What does God say that he'll do in your life? He will keep you strong. He will fill you with joy. In fact, the word says that the joy of the Lord is in fact our strength. He will protect us. He will fill us with courage. He will mount us up on wings like eagles. He is faithful to do what he said he would do. And what his word says is that we are victorious because he is victorious and has overcome the world. And so we take heart in knowing that truth and we can walk in peace knowing that. When we walk in peace, that is the secret to unlocking our happiness. He puts the lonely in families. He sustains us with every need. And then we're reminded to trust him because of what he's done for us before. What has God rescued you from? What is it that he's been faithful to do? What is it that you journaled for a long time and you begged him for in your prayers repeatedly? What are those things that he's done for you that he promised you he would do? What are the mountains that he moved? Has he created a river for you in the midst of what seemed to be a very dry wasteland when all else failed in your life? Didn't Jesus show up and do some things in your life? Well, if that's been true in your past, I'm here to remind you this day that he will surely show up again. And walking in trust with the Lord Jesus Christ every day gives us this freedom from burdens that we don't have to carry on our own. And that begins to give us a lightness and a joy and a happiness that we will not experience if we continue to walk in mistrust of him or in fear that he's not going to do it or that he won't show up. The third thing about walking in happiness is to choose to do it. Now, Jennifer, wow, I mean, that seems pretty in your face. Choose to do it. Are you suggesting that I'm choosing otherwise? Well, yeah, we all do. We all choose some days to just be negative Nancys. We all choose some days that we have it hard and we look in comparison to what others have and, and we feel a little bit like, like we've been slighted or cheated. And, and so we choose to walk in a glass that's half empty instead of a glass that's half full. What is the joy in the Lord? It's eternal hope in knowing that everything we struggle with is only temporary. It's in knowing that we have something to look forward to. The joy of the Lord is in knowing that the temporary pain will end, that the temporary struggle is just that, simply temporary. It's in experiencing the right now, but knowing that the joy will come in the morning. I don't know what your morning is. I don't know exactly when your morning is, but I do know that the joy of the Lord is coming there. And so I choose to hang out every day in joy. I choose joy every day. And let me tell you, girls, it is a constant choice. There are some days that I'd rather sit in a corner and sulk and cry and complain. But my prayer is, Father, help me choose joy today. I choose truth and I choose your word. I live by it when I don't feel like it, Father. When I don't see fruit from it, Father, I still continue to choose to walk in joy of the Spirit when my heart doesn't feel like it because, Father, I know that in that choice you will honor it. The other thing I will tell you about the secret to happiness is you need to retrain your thinking. You need to retrain your thinking. What are the things that you are meditating on day and night? 
Stinking thinking is a habit. It's something that we've developed through the years. Sometimes it's something that our parents or our grandparents did, and we have duplicated that behavior. It's likely a habit that we developed in childhood or through a difficulty in our life, such as a dis- disappointment or divorce. And it's been developed through a hurt or a pain, and it is our fallback move. This idea of thinking um, in a way that things are not going to work out, that things will never be any better than they are right now. It's our go-to. But let me tell you, sisters in Christ, you are in fact a new creation, as 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us. And so today is the day to choose that we would have new thoughts as new creations. Sour responses can become a habit. But do you know that what else can become a habit is us choosing to respond in love. It's us choosing to meditate on the Word of God. It's in us choosing to meditate on whatever is true and lovely. It is in us choosing to speak life over our situation despite the hardships of our circumstances. We will fix our minds through choice on whatever is true and honorable and right and pure, whatever is lovely and admirable. This should be your focus every single day. And when it's not, I want to encourage you to take captive every thought and bring it into alignment with God's Word. When a thought comes in, we determine its merit. Is it true? Does it line up with what God said about me or about them? Does it this thought add value to my life? Yes, it's true that He cheated on you. Yes, it's true that your boss isn't fair. Yes, it's true that they didn't do what the right thing was at that time and you've been treated unfairly, but It's also true that you must forgive and move on and be free. We have control over our own thought life, ladies. Walk in the authority that you've been given by the blood of Jesus Christ. Cast down every lie of the enemy so that you may live free and walk in true joy and happiness. The final thing that I'll tell you about walking in happiness is that you must learn to surrender and submit. Surrender to Jesus being the divine authority in your life. Submit to that authority. Obey. We are miserable and unhappy because we as believers choose not to honor God and what His Word tells us. When we don't live according to His will, we are miserable because we are His children and He loves us and He created us to honor Him. We live lukewarm lives and we straddle the fence of holiness and worldliness and then we expect to be free and happy beings. That is not at all how it was meant to be. We can't live two lives Now hear me clear, sisters, Christianity is not about perfectionism. We all fail every day. (laughs) I probably fail every hour. So we're not called to live perfect lives, but we are called to live in a way that honors Him. And God's grace is not our license to sin. We are called to apologize frequently, submit our lives, live humbly, and repent repeatedly when we failed. And then we get back up and we do it all again But there's something about knowing that we're walking in honor to the Lord that gives us complete freedom. Ecclesiastes 3, 9 through 12 says, What do people really get for all their hard work? I've seen the burden God has placed on us all, and yet God has made everything beautiful for His own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I've concluded that there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. As people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. And so, my sisters, today, I want to encourage you that those little ones in your life, those kiddos that you're raising, however big or little they may be, are counting on you 
They're looking at you. And they're seeing if you truly live with the joy of the Lord. Your happiness is important. They're counting on you to see that indescribable joy that the Bible speaks of. What his happiness looks like, it looks like a lot of laughter. It looks like laughing so hard that you nearly wet your pants. It looks like laughing so hard that your belly aches. It looks like lightness and not this heavy burden from day to day. It doesn't mean that your burdens aren't difficult. It doesn't mean that there aren't some difficult things in your life, but it means that you choose to live in joy instead of overwhelm and exhaustion and anger every day. It means that you choose to thank God because He is surely good. And on the bad days that you say, Father, help me to be reminded of your goodness and fill me with your gratitude. You can have a victorious life. You can be happy. You can live in joy in your single parenting season. And so if you've ever been told that you can't, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And I I just want to pray for you right quick. I feel led to do that in today's podcast. So will you just join me in a word of prayer? prayer. Father, I thank you so much for these ladies that are listening today. And I thank you for the truth of your word that's sharper than a two-edged sword, Father, and cuts right to the heart of the matter. Father, I thank you that, um, that you have designed us that we would walk in joy. And so God, I speak joy over your women right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that the joy of the Lord is in fact our strength. And so God, I pray that even now women are beginning to get filled with joy and that they're strengthened right now with that joy, God, and that they are beginning to feel that their burdens are lifted, Father, that you're orchestrating things on their behalf, Lord, for them and their children, God. I pray that women that have doubted that you were with them or that you've left them or forsaken them, Lord, that they would be reminded that you are with them. And God, I pray that in a tangible way today, through a conversation or a text or an email or a podcast or a video, they see in a tangible way today, Lord, that you would make yourself known to your girls. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness and your love and your mercy and your joy. And Father, we thank you that you're with us and you walk and you go before us each and every day. It's in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen and amen. Single Mom 101 is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review so that more listeners can find us. You can learn more about Jennifer Maggio by visiting lifeofasinglemom.com. This episode was produced by me, Kelly Givens, and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts, just head over to lifeaudio.com.